0: You know, this This could be the last service that I ever go to. And so I want to make sure tonight, before I walk out of this house, amen, that I'm ready to go. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, Pastor, are you, are you concerned? No, Jesus is coming. Amen. amen. I said, Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the return of Jesus Christ. Well, praise God. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11 it says knowing therefore the terror of the Lord we persuade men praise god amen but we are made manifest unto God and i trust also are made manifest in your consciences praise god knowing therefore the terror of the Lord we persuade men and i want to i want to preach tonight teach, whatever the Lord allows us to do on being fully persuaded, fully persuaded. Let's ask God to touch us tonight. God, this is your people. God, that we have, God, reach for, preach to. God, that they have heard, they have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, your word says that not all have obeyed the gospel. God, but most here tonight have obeyed your gospel. God, I'm asking you tonight that before we leave this house, that it would be 100%. God, that every man, woman, boy, girl, every saint of God, I would be filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, praise God. Praise God. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord. God, man, you can be seated, fully persuaded, amen, I came to this pulpit tonight, amen, I've been praying today that God would get a hold of the hearts, amen, of his people, amen, some who are very close to God, some who are somewhere mediocre in their walk with God, or if you are cold in your walk with God, Amen, God wants to, amen, be your God. Amen, God wants to be your Savior. Hallelujah, amen. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen, thank God that he is filling us with his spirit. Thank God that he is renewing us in the spirit. Amen, thank God that his coming is soon. Amen, the Holy Ghost is resurrection power. Oh, praise God. I said the Holy Ghost is resurrection power. Amen. If you're not ready to go, you better get ready. Amen. As I read this text tonight, amen. we read in the Word of God that the terror of God is real. Amen. There was many times in the Old Testament that God would judge His people, that the fire of God fell among the people, His children, the children of Israel. Amen. It would destroy amen, people. It would... <clears throat> Amen. It would separate people. It would cause the people to know that he was the Lord God. Amen. And I can tell you today that that same fire is falling. Amen. And to some it is terror. To some, amen, it is a sign that this is, amen, the only truth, the only way, the only way of living. Amen. The way, the truth, and the life. John the Baptist said, there's one coming after me who's mightier than I, whose shoe latchets I'm not worthy to stoop down and unloose. He said, I baptize you with water, but he said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I want the fire of the Holy Ghost in my life. I want God's spirit, amen, leading me and guiding me. Amen. Amen. Revelations, the book of Revelations also, amen, talks about the things to come in this world. And uh, I was just listening to it again uh, just a couple days ago. Amen. I put it on my phone while I was walking and I began to listen to the things that would happen, uh, amen, after the rapture of the church. And you You say, Pastor, are you trying to scare me? No, you're beyond scared. Amen, but I would rather be persuaded by the word of God that the word of God will be fulfilled. It is being fulfilled. It has been fulfilled. Amen, and we're going to see it come to pass. If you're here, you'll see it. Amen, but we're going to see the rapture of the church Hey, man, there's no telling what we're going to see in these last days, but thank God, hey, man, the church is going to get out of here. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Hey, man, I, I, there's, there's many things in the book of Revelation that will happen after the church is gone, and if you want to stick around and see those things, you go right ahead. But I'm going to see Jesus. Amen. Amen. It talks about hundred-pound hailstones. It talks, you say it doesn't say hundred pounds. It says a talent. Well, that's a hundred pounds. Talks about boils from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. Talks about men being so terror, uh the terror that falls upon them that they'll run into the rocks of the, of, the, of the earth and the dens of the earth and cry out for the mountains to fall in on them. Amen. They'll seek death and not be able to find it. And so that's it. if the word of God says that I am going to hear the word of God. I don't want to be here after the rapture of the church. Amen. Uh, The reason why I teach you the word of God and I preach to you the word of God is because the word of God is what will save us. I said it's what will save us. Amen. The Holy Ghost, amen, brings salvation. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. But we are founded upon the rock, Christ Jesus. He is the word of God. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. There was a certain beggar named Lazarus. You notice it said, a certain rich man and a certain beggar with a name Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. This was not just a a parable a man trying to get trying to bring likelihoods and and similitudes to man's brain for him to think about and it's not just the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents hey man but Jesus said it was a certain rich man it was a certain beggar named Lazarus hey man the word of god tells us Jesus said that he desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried amen, by the angels into Abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment if you don't think that hell's real you don't believe the word of God if you don't believe that hell is fire then you didn't obey and listen and heed the words of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us that this certain rich man was tormented in the flames. He could see heaven. He could see Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Oh, you say, are you preaching about hell? I'm preaching about being fully persuaded and we're persuaded by the word of God, not by scare tactics, Amen. by something that causes fear just for a little while and then it's over but I want the word of God to go deep down into my spirit thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path I've got to have the word of God in my life he said Father Abraham have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He missed something in life that it wasn't Abraham that could give him mercy. Somebody hear me tonight. It wasn't man may be able to give us mercy on this earth, but the only way that you can find eternal mercy is through Jesus Christ. And he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his water finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime, everyone say lifetime, Lifetime. in thy lifetime received good things, likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither uh, can they pass to us that would come from thence? Then he said, "I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send this, thou would send him to my father's house." Jesus is telling this parable, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him listen you better listen in this lifetime you better get a hold of this in your lifetime amen because after this life amen when you pass into eternal life amen if you don't have do overs you gotta get it right down here you gotta be fully persuaded down here Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded Though one rose from the dead... Are you hearing this preacher tonight? Uh, Amen. Is that you have to be fully persuaded. uh, Amen. Of salvation. uh, Fully persuaded of your walk with God. uh, Fully persuaded that God uh, is your God. uh, Amen. That there's nothing that's standing between you and God. uh, Amen. Oh, I would never charge God foolishly. Uh, Job lost all that he had. Uh, Job, Job lost his house his children. He lost his finances, his job. He lost everything. But the Bible said he didn't charge God foolishly. Oh, come on somebody, I'm reaching for you tonight. Get fully persuaded in your walk with God that I'm not going to allow anything to separate me from God. God. You say, well, what if? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something about the what if question. What if could come to pass. But there's one thing that I have purposed in my heart and my walk with God is that come what may. Oh, and I've had I've had a few things try my faith. I've had a few things try my walk with God, but I have purpose. Purpose. Everyone say purposed. You've got a purpose in your heart that there is nothing that will separate me from the love of Christ. That will separate me from my walk with God. I am going to march on. I am going to walk with God. I am going to hold on to the things that God has told me. The promises of God are yay and amen. Amen. I refuse to hear. Amen. The naysayers of this world that tell me you can't live for God year in and year out like that. Something will happen. No way. I don't have a contingency plan in serving God. I sold Out. Amen. I burned the bridges. I'm not going back. And I refuse to turn back. A what if question is the devil trying to put a contingency clause into your walk with God? Don't have any you buy a house and they say is there any contingencies that you would like to put on this contract that in case this happens you won't buy it is there anything if you've ever dealt with buying something there's there's contingencies Remember, in your walk with God, get rid of the t- contingencies. Just sell out. So you say, well, but what if something does happen? Get closer to God. Purpose in your heart that God, nothing will separate me from you. I'm going to I'm gonna get so close to God that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. That's what you have to do. Huh. Amen. I said, that's what you have to do. Huh. Jesus said, I've come. I'm going to separate, huh. amen, husband and wife. I'm going to separate children. I'm going to separate, amen, children from their parents. Huh. Amen. You said, man, Jesus was hardcore. No, he knew what would happen huh, when he stepped into this earth, huh. amen, that he was going to separate people from sin, He looked at his disciples that he called. And he said, Hey, he said, Hey, follow me. And man, they were looking for the opportunity. I believe everyone in here, when you got the Holy Ghost, you were looking for the opportunity to leave that old life behind. Can I hear an amen? That when you saw the one pearl of great price, you said, Man, I've got to have that. When you found the treasure, Hey Amen. When, when you found the one that your heart had been looking for. Come on now. But you said, okay, this is it. And somewhere along the way, the disciples were standing there with Jesus and... People were astonished at Jesus' doctrines. You You know what doctrine is? It's teaching. You know where we get our teaching from? It's from the Word of God. Many times we're accused of being unorthodox in our teaching or unlearned or uneducated. And then they'll say, man, never spake a man as Jesus spoke. When Jesus walked up on, uh, into a crowd and he began to look people in the eye, Amen. They were looking God, eyeball to eyeball. They were looking God, the God of the universe that created them. They were looking God, amen, who gave them the breath of life. God knew what was in their heart. Amen. He walked over to Zacchaeus was searching for him. Zacchaeus was looking for him. He wanted to see who Jesus was. Jesus didn't even look. listen to this miracle. Jesus didn't even talk to him when he was up in the sycamore. Tree, but we find Jesus making his way to Zacchaeus's house. Can I tell you, amen, that deep down in your spirit and in the quietness of your heart, hey man, God knows the thoughts that you think. God says, Hey, I've heard your prayer in an accepted time. Amen. Some of you have been praying prayers and God's heard your prayers. And you say, How do I know God's heard it? Because God showed up on the scene, God walked in. Into your house uh, and said hey today uh, salvation uh, has come to your house yeah. when Jesus Christ ups on the scene you're like whoa something just happened here and you know that this was not just a coincidence. You know, some things in life, you say, that was coincidence. That just, that just happened. But you know when God connects the dot in your life. You say, wow, I know now that God stepped on the scene. And when it happens, you immediately. And you know, those are the things that cause us to become fully persuaded. The word of God, the miracles, the signs and wonders that God does in our life, those are the things that causes us to be persuaded. Things that will try to dissuade us, the opposite of persuading. Things that will try to dissuade us is Jesus was standing there with his disciples. And he said to him, He says, Are you going to leave me also? Because everyone had, I don't know if they had gotten angry, I don't know if they had other things to do, but they all left Jesus. And Jesus asked his disciples, you know, there's going to come a time in your walk with God, amen, where everybody that is around you that may have influence in your life, amen, there may come times where it's just you and God. And God's going to say to you, are you going to leave me too? Amen, are you going to walk away too? And they said, you know what their answer was to Jesus? They said, Jesus, where would we go? They said, only you have the words of eternal life. Hey, I'm trying to reach someone here tonight. I'm preaching to you, Saint of God. Amen, that when everything around you seems to be falling down and falling apart, you know what you need to do? You need to say, God, you have the words of eternal life. Amen, where would we go? What would we say? If it wasn't for God on my side, I wouldn't be here. Amen, if it wasn't for God years ago, but before I got into the church sparing my life, I wouldn't be here. I've heard testimony after testimony. Testimony after test. I've heard preachers preach it. I've heard saints of God tell me their testimony uh, that they say we look back now on our life, Pastor Carricker, and that we know that at this time in our life uh, that God preserved uh, physical life so that we could be saved uh, later on uh, in our our lifetime uh, and that our walk with God would be established. Uh, Come on somebody I'm preaching to you tonight uh, that the devil would like to tell you uh, that you're not fully persuaded but when I look back over my life and I start to think about the things that God has done for me I am fully persuaded I can remember times in my life raised in an apostolic home at an apostolic church, that God, He made the difference. He preserved my life. He, he got my attention. I can remember many times sitting there while the devil was talking to me. You know, the devil, he's, he's had thousands of years to deceive people. And he is a master deceiver. Always remember when the devil's talking to you and trying to get you to walk out of the church or trying to get you to be uh, doubtful or not believing, just say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar. I said, the devil's a liar. When the devil tells you that your life's not gonna work out, say, devil, you're a liar. Oh, come on, church. Amen, we need to get it down in our spirit. Amen, that in Jesus Christ is truth. Amen, in him. Amen, that we can move and live and move and have our being. Oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said thank God for the Holy Ghost, for in him, amen, for in him we live and move and have our being. Now as a young person, I would look at what was happening with young people who did not live for God. Some of them older than me that had walked out on God and their life was a shambles. I'm going to tell you something apostolic. Hey, Amen. That the devil is never happy just to get you out. Of the church. Amen, but when he gets you out of the church, he is not going to to just leave you alone. But he is going to do everything in his power to completely destroy you. Amen. My Bible says that Jesus said, "I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly." And so, when you see an apostolic, amen, backslide and leave the church, they're not, amen, happy. They're not. Oh no, you can't just go out and work your job and come home and sit down. The devil says no. Amen. I'm your taskmaster now, amen, now I'm going to tell you what you're going to do that the the Holy Ghost isn't in control anymore, amen and they just go from this point to this point, they never can find the direction they never can get their bearings because their Holy Ghost compass is gone, I'm fully persuaded that in Him I live and move and have my being if it wasn't for God on my side, I I would be of all men most miserable. Amen. Amen. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why you can't live for God with fireworks and you can't live for God with glamorous all the glam how many's hearing me Bible says he that endureth to the end shall be saved you know sometimes in your walk with God it's just that I've got to grip my teeth and bear this the Bible says that every man has got to bear his own burden. And then there's times when we've got to bear help others bear their burden. But it still comes down to a personal walk with God. A personal determination. A personal relationship. A personal, uh, amen, evangelism. Uh, that I'm not just going to sit here uh, and go into... Uh, bunker mode and wait until Jesus comes, no way I don't want to get ahead of myself but being part of being persuaded is being a witness for Jesus Christ part of being persuaded amen, is reaching the lost part of being persuaded is helping somebody find their way out of the pit that you used to be in come on I'm preaching to you church I'm reaching for you tonight that we've got to be fully persuaded you can't live for God by somebody being raised from the dead he's oh, all pastor that's miracle signs and wonders yes it is it's not salvation It's not a walk with God. Those things help us be fully persuaded. I remember as a boy seeing Grandma Elder on a Thursday night instead of a Wednesday night. Grandma Elder started taking these great big breaths and yawns. Well, later on after reading about people having a heart attack, that's how their bodies compensate for trying to get more oxygen. And she started yawning in the pulpit. You know preachers try not to do that in the pulpit. Some people, you know, might say, "Well, it's time for a siesta." <laughs> and so we we tried to uh I probably wouldn't go to church either if the pastor stood behind the pulpit and, and... anyway. And she said, Brother Carricker, you're going to have to take the pulpit. And uh, when, she walked off the, when she walked off the platform, there were several who could tell that she wasn't doing very good. And they got a chair and they set it right inside the door of the hallway there. And she sat down on that chair and she died. Boom. Her heart stopped, no pulse, Body, bodily function ceased. My dad said, church, Grandma Elder has just died. Pray. We all went to prayer. About five minutes later, my dad said, church, Sister Elder's back. And we had church that night, and they hauled her home. And later on found out that she had a heart attack and had died. Had to do open heart surgery on her. But you know what? I saw the dead raised. Amen. I had my body healed from hepatitis. Uh, Amen. I was laying in my bed for over a month and a half and Grandma Elder walked into my bedroom mom on a Saturday morning and she said, Nathan, God told me that he's going to heal you today. Uh, Amen. And we had the old stinky olive oil up there in the cabinet, that big old tall bottle. And Grandma Elder, she took that olive oil and she didn't put just a little dab on your forehead but she put a whole bunch in her hands and she wiped it on my head like that. Dribbled it on my t shirt, and she began to pray in Jesus' name. And I felt the healing touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Thank God for the healing, for the stripes that he took on cal- Calvary uh, for my healing. Uh, and you know what happened that day? Uh, when she got through praying, I was healed. Uh, amen. I told my mom, I said, Mom, I feel better. Uh, I want to get up. Had I been in bed for a month and a half, uh, my my liver was so uh, uh, enlarged. My eyes were yellow. My skin was yellow. Light hurt my eyes. They had tin foil in my windows. Uh, and I walked out of my bedroom I said I'm hungry I want to eat you know what that did for me it wasn't just a miracle amen but in a young boy's life amen it put a full persuasion amen in my walk with God amen that there was a God there he is the healer come on somebody I'm preaching to you tonight you need to let God do some miracles in your walk with God amen you need to let God do some things for you that you'll never forget forget I said never forget Paul Paul said King Agrippa he said I was persecuting the church I was killing God's people He said, I was on my way to Damascus. God struck me down. He began to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Festus said, Paul, you're mad. He said, all your education has made you mad. He said, no. He said, this thing wasn't done in a corner, King Agrippa. This wasn't hidden from mankind. Everybody knew that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And then he said, listen to what I preach here tonight. He said, king, he said, do you believe the prophet's? He said, do you believe the Word of God? He said, I know you do. And King Agrippa sat there. And he said, Paul. He said, almost. Thou persuadest me. Almost. The Word of God almost persuaded him. Paul said, I wish I wish that it was more than just almost, but that it was all together. Church, I'm reaching for you tonight that you have got to be all together persuaded. Not just in one part of your walk with God. God has filled you with the Holy Ghost, the greatest miracle of all. But you know something? When you've got the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, how, hey man, he said, upon this rock I will build my church. Do you know who the church is? You are. Do you know who the church is? You are. And then I could go around and everybody in here, you're the church. And he said, I am going to build my church church uh, upon this foundation. Uh, Amen. And when God give you the revelation uh, Amen, that he is the mighty God in Christ that Jesus Christ is his name. Uh, You know what he was doing is he was establishing uh, your walk with God because he knew the winds would blow. Uh, He knew the storms would come. He knew the surge Uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood uh, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard uh, against him. The Rock Church in Fort Myers, they're two blocks from the, I call it the Catahoochee River, but that's not the name of it. It's the Kala, Kalahooski River or something. Whatever. But you know what the miracle was? And that church will never forget it. The miracle was is that that river? The storm surge came into that river, and houses, businesses, downtown Fort Myers was flooded. But you know what God did for that church is somehow, some way. I don't know if God just went like this and put His hand around that church. That church did not flood. They didn't get no damage. All they had to do was clear out some trees that was torn apart. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the hand of God in your life. You need to think about how God has put your life together, how God has protected you. You say it hasn't happened. It will. Hey, man, God will protect you if you'll let him. But what you got to do is you got to say, okay, God, hey, man, you said that you're going to hide me under your wings and by by your feathers you're going to protect me and you're going to put a hedge about me. Hey, God, I believe it. You know what that? does for them people, hey man, they're fully persuaded. God huh? they- God save their church and think about how you came out of the world, how, how God brought you out. I'm not talking about Amen. someone playing around with their walk with God, but I'm talking about how God brought you out and how God filled you with the Holy Ghost and how it was a miracle when you came into the church and it's going to take a miracle Amen, to see God take you all the way to heaven. Lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh are you fully persuaded tonight are you fully persuaded Romans chapter 8 fully persuaded what shall we That's nine. What shall we say then? What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Somebody needs to get a hold of this tonight. If God's for you, who can be against you? Think about that verse of scripture. If you don't get anything else tonight, take that verse of scripture. It's the word of God. The word of God is what's going to save you, establish you, light your pathway. If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea rather that is risen again. Who's even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who? Everyone say who? who. So if you say who, does that mean it's a person? Well, yes or no? <laughs> yes. When it said who, most generally, Well, we might say only once that I know of an animal spoke to somebody. So your cat's not going to help you. Your dog's not going to save you probably. It says who, everyone say "Who," who, shall separate us from the love of Christ. And then the who is going to try to bring tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword. As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. You know, My Bible says, greater is he that is in you. Who's in you? Jesus Christ, which is the Holy Ghost, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you. So it says, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, we have to deal with death. Nobody likes that for sure. But what about life? You know, everybody's trying to get out of dealing with life. And very tragic the way some are dealing with it now, but life is life is going to test you, try you. No man, there's no discharge in this war. Now we liken that a lot of times to living for God, that we're we're in this until Jesus comes, and that's right. But for sure, there's no discharge getting out of life you're going to deal with life life can be fun a lot of times a lot of times as children young children once you get to your adolescence and teenage years the, the, the formative things of life sometimes that we have to deal with later on in life it, it affects us I know that in my life but small children a lot of times are, are, are happy-go-lucky. They don't have a lot of problems. But life, the longer you live, the more you will deal with it. Do I hear a witness? Nobody is exempt. But it says, I am persuaded. I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, even the devil can come as an angel of light. Nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. We get so disturbed over reading the news. How many has ever read the news and say, "Man, I hope that doesn't come here." I'm I'm human. But you know what? There's things to come that as the people of God, we're going to have to go through. We're going to have to deal with it. No, I don't believe God's going to drag his people and his church through all the all the things that the, the judgments of God that he's going to pour out on the world. I don't believe that we're going to be here for that. But we may see some things that causes us to cry out, come quick. And if the world is not causing you to cry out, come quickly, Lord Jesus, right now is because you aren't paying attention and you're not living for God you talk about wickedness in high places when there's one of, one of Biden's cabinet members who openly 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 promotes changing your beautiful little children into something that God didn't create them to be This world is perverse. And so what we have to do is, it says, I am persuaded. How are we persuaded that these things will not, I will not allow this to affect my walk with God, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from what? The love of God. You know, the love of God tells us, the word of God tells us that the love of God says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Wait a minute, I wasn't wasn't born when Jesus Christ died. Exactly, he was looking way down the road and saying, you know something, I am going to shed my blood for 2022. Amen, that there's no sin that's too great that I can't help someone out of. Amen. Hey man, there's no problem too big huh, that I can't help them out of their problem. You know what? If you'll just live for God huh, and keep living for God and don't stop living for God and give your walk with God all that you've got. Hey man, you know what's on your side is God in time. Right now, right now the days may be a little dark. Right now the days may seem a little bit long but if you'll give God In time, a chance. Amen. God can put your life together. God can make your life, uh, amen, to where you say, oh, oh, pastor, it'll never, well, I'll tell you, I serve a God, uh, amen, that says I'm going to make all things new. And while there may be some things in this, in this life that we have to deal with, maybe till we die. But what's going to happen when the rapture, of the church comes, huh, happens, and we and, and the Lord comes back for the church? Huh, amen. My Bible says uh, 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 that in the moment, huh, in the twinkling of an eye, huh, Amen. That we're going to be changed. Huh, that this corruptible is going to put on incorruption. Huh, amen. This mortal shall put on immortality. Huh, amen. That the things of this life will have no effect on us. And- any longer because we're going to be changed. Amen. We may endure for night, but joy cometh in the morning. Who's the day star in your life? Jesus Christ. Who's coming back for us? Jesus Christ. Amen. There might be some things that we have to endure. We may have to endure affliction down here. But you know what's going to happen on the other side? Is we're going to get a brand new body. We're not going to remember the old former things. Turn in your Bible to Revelations chapter 21. I'm just about finished. I've I've preached quite a while here. Revelations chapter 21. You know what God's going to do with this heaven and earth? He's going to burn it with fire. You say, is it going to be a brand new ball of mud and a brand new heavens? I can tell you this, is that when God gets done burning it with fire, he's going to wipe it clean. There won't be no more Starlink cruising across the sky. God's going to burn it all up. And when he gets done, it's going to be like it was in the beginning. It's going to be beauty like you've never seen. I've had some ask me, well, is it going to be like the Garden of Eden? It's going to be better than the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Think about that. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Think about that. You can't imagine heaven in your mind. You say, well, what about the millennial reign? I I don't know. I can't tell you what it's going to be like. I haven't been there. It hasn't happened yet. But when we're walking around... Ruling with Jesus Christ, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> you say, well, you remember this message you preached? I don't know. The Bible says they're not going to be any more tears. The former things are passed away. Why would you want to stay somewhere where there's hurt, where there's death, where there's messed up people? I'm talking about sin. Why would you want to stay stay in that condition? I'm fully persuaded that I want to have the word of God performed in my life. That's what I want. I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away. There was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He didn't say refurbished. He didn't say rebuilt. He said, I make all things new. I'm going to have a glorified body. Word of God says we're going to be known even as we are known. And so maybe maybe we'll be able to recognize each other, but I don't think it's going to be in the form that we see each other right now. Think about that. He said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. You know why I'm persuaded? Uh, it's because in, in the Holy Ghost, living for God. I haven't experienced all of what this has, what this has this passage of scripture has said. Huh? But I can tell you right now huh, that in living for God, I have seen more good huh, in my life than I have not living for God. Huh? In living for God, I have seen God do great things. Huh? Amen. More than any any other people in the world. Come on, church, I'm reaching for you right now. Be fully persuaded. Waited. I'm skipping all my notes to end with this. Paul, after he had been through all of the appeals, he was sitting on death row. Acts twenty eight twenty three. Could you, imagine, could you imagine sitting on death row? It didn't bother Paul. He said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And the Bible tells us in Acts 28, he said, and when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus both out of the law of Moses, out of the prophets, from morning till evening. This man preached the gospel. You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about church. In order for us to be persuaded, we've got to be reaching the lost. We need to persuade people, witness to people, tell them about the Holy Ghost, how God changed my life, how God saved me, how God kept me, how God... Kept me in the church uh, when everything around me was falling apart. Amen. God wants His church to be a, an evangel. Uh, amen. An evangel Come on, church. An evangelist uh, is people. Amen. Who proclaim uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ? Uh, that's part of being persuaded. Uh, amen. What would happen if you would win somebody to Jesus Christ this week? Uh, amen. What would happen? Uh, amen. If you brought somebody into the house of God that needed their healing uh, and God healed their body. Come on, think about it. It would cause a revival. Hey Amen. There's people that are getting the Holy Ghost in lions, there's people getting the Holy Ghost in prayer church. Come on, our labors are not in vain. Paul, he preached the gospel. Church, we got to preach the gospel. You say, well, I'm not a minister. Preaching the gospel just simply means proclaiming it. Lift up the name of Jesus. Tell it everywhere you go. Amen. In the sense... uh, of proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everyone in here has an obligation, has a, has a duty to reach the lost. Say, hey, you need, you need what I've got. This is what God did for me. This is where I used to be. My life was on the rocks. Hey, God changed my life. God picked me up. God saved me. Oh, hallelujah. You ought to tell someone about it tomorrow, huh? about the Holy Ghost. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen, I'm fully persuaded. Why don't we all stand tonight, lift our hands to the Lord. Oh, God. God, I want to be fully persuaded. God, I want to see revival in my day. Come on, let's lift our voices right now. Come on, why don't you tell the Lord, God, use me in your kingdom. God, help me to be a witness. God, I need renewed in the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's there's renewing here tonight. If you need renewing, God wants to renew you. If you need restoration, God wants to restore. If you want to be a witness, God wants to make you a witness tonight. Come on, let's lift our hands and our voice right now. Jesus, I love you, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, use me. Oh, God, I want my life to be a reflection of you, God. Come on, church, let's lift our voices right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God.